Welcome to Let's Talk Loyalty, an industry podcast for loyalty marketing professionals. I'm your host, Paula Thomas, and if you work in loyalty marketing, join me every week to learn the latest ideas from loyalty specialists around the world. So Siobhan Lynch is a senior executive with nearly 20 years experience in a number of companies, including Unilever, the Walt Disney Company and Enterprise Ireland. And now she has gained more than 13 years experience in the telecommunications industry with the last three and a half years running the loyalty program for the three mobile phone network in Ireland, which is called 3+. Now, from a personal perspective, I have to say I'm particularly delighted to be interviewing Siobhan as one of my first guests on the show, because 3 Plus was actually the very first loyalty program that I worked on myself nine years ago. Um, So I worked on it as a consultant, and it was under a different name at the time, but I leave Siobhan to tell us about the evolution of that over the last number of years. So I worked on the earlier version of the program for about seven years and Siobhan's been leading it for about three and a half. So it really is fantastic for me to be talking about a program and with somebody I'm so familiar with. And I guess another reason I'm particularly delighted to be starting with 3 Plus is because the programme actually won the award for the best loyalty programme in Ireland at the All-Ireland Marketing Awards earlier this year. So today we're discussing a hugely successful loyalty programme in the Irish market. Plus, I get to chat to somebody who was a colleague and has since become a friend. So Siobhan, welcome to the show. Hi, Paula. Thanks for having me on. Great. Excellent. So listen, in terms of getting started, Siobhan, as you know, I've done the background and the bio and I've decided it'll be really interesting to start all of my shows with like a statistic about loyalty, um, you know, just in terms of why it's interesting, why it's effective. So can we start with, uh, with you telling us about your favorite loyalty factor statistic? Yeah, sure. Um, I tend to revert to the well-known stat that states that acquiring a new customer can cost five to 25 times more expensive than retaining an existing customer. It's a staggering reality, and but it, it makes sense to avoid spending time and resources going out and finding new clients. So yeah. I suppose the key thing is that we need to keep our existing customers happy. Yes, Absolutely. Yeah. And I know you guys have done that amazingly well. So we'll have a great uh, opportunity now today to talk through all of the detail. So um, in terms of like why you like working in loyalty, Siobhan, did you um, consciously choose to move into this industry or did you just, I suppose, end up in the role? So tell us how you got involved in it. Yeah, I suppose it's really interesting. I didn't consciously choose to work in loyalty. Um, as you mentioned earlier, I have over 13 years marketing experience and I suppose it's, it was a natural move into the field. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting area. It's gaining traction and it's really growing in popularity. Okay. Um, you know, more and more companies and brands are becoming attuned to the benefits of having a core base of loyalty customers and I suppose the key thing for me is that loyalty is changing all the time just Mm. as our consumer needs are changing. Okay okay great okay well fantastic so I think it would be really useful even to get an understanding of the mobile phone network because I think when we talk about loyalty in general on a global level you know people associated with airlines and with hotels and actually it's much less common I think for mobile phone networks um, to have a loyalty program so so it'd be great to understand you know three as a mobile phone network in Ireland and maybe a bit about its history. 
Yeah, sure. Good. Um, Three Ireland is the number two player in the Irish telecommunications market. So it's had a very interesting past. It was launched in 2005, very much as a challenger brand to take on the key players in the market. So you had the likes of Vodafone Ireland and O2. And so the, this, the company really took centre stage when in 2014, which is five years ago, it had completed an acquisition deal to purchase O2 Telefonica, which was the number two player in the Irish telco market. So this means now that three is now Ireland's second largest mobile operator, mm. has over 35% market share, and it's fast catching up on its number one rival, Vodafone. <laughs> so it's got over 2 million customers. Wow. And it is head, its head office here is here in Dublin and mm. it has our customer care centre. It's yeah. located in Limerick, so it's fully Irish based. And we have a footprint of over 65 retail stores yeah. throughout the country. And yeah, in terms of employees, we've over 1500 employees throughout Ireland. So it's had a really interesting history and yeah. it's at a really interesting stage of its evolution. Absolutely. Yeah. And I remember, you know, again, I was around at the time that three bought the O2 network and, and the customer base. Um, and there was a lot of concern at the time as to how that would affect customers. And I can tell from the loyalty program, it's just been hugely successful for everyone. And I probably at the time hadn't appreciated globally how significant um, the three mobile phone network was. And uh, I remember distinctly the level of ambition as well in terms of, you know, getting to number one in Ireland. So uh, hopefully in in a, in a year's time or whatever, we can have another conversation and you'll be telling me that three's number one. So, um, so love to kind of hear the, the, the ambition that's driving the business. So listen, tell me uh, then about the loyalty program. How did that begin and how has it evolved over the years given the acquisition? Yeah, as you're aware, Paula, um, the program existed in a previous form. So Priority Moments was the name of O2 Telefonica's previous loyalty program. Mm -hmm. So like the name suggested, that program offered customers access and a select range of offers and discounts. Um, the name suggested that the customers could get priority access to music gigs happening in the O2 Mm. which is one of Dublin's largest concert venues. Mm -hmm. So in April 2015, post our Three Ireland's relaunch of the O2 brand, 3 Plus was born and it was relaunched to the market. Brilliant. So 3 Plus is the name of Three Ireland's loyalty program. Amazing. And back in April 2015, at the very beginning, um, it had a base of about 200,000 customers. Mm -hmm. The majority of these were legacy O2 mm -hmm. customers. They had a varying degree of participation in the program. But yeah. since then, we've really taken it forward. So as the name suggests, 3 Plus, really delivers a clear loyalty proposition. So mm. it gives customers a plus, an extra for being with their telephone network. And yeah. so the first job that we had to do back then was to commu communicate the benefits of the program and the new elements of what we were offering. Mm. So I suppose in a nutshell, how can you describe it? It is 3 Plus is 3 Ireland's digital loyalty program that rewards and thanks customers for being mm. with 3. Lovely. So the sole, the sole purpose, um, the primary objective really is to strengthen mm. the relationship that 3 has with its mobile customers. Yeah, 
Yeah. And I remember again being involved with some of that kind of thinking, Siobhan, and it really is um, in, in an industry, you know, particularly utilities, where it's quite hard to differentiate in terms of, you know, obviously price plans and all of that kind of stuff, you know, in those particular industries to have something that really differentiates and says to customers, okay, if you're with our network, here's a load of extra benefits and bonuses. And that's something that 3Plus has done extraordinarily well. So I'll be keen to hear all the kind of latest numbers and stuff. But even actually before I ask you about that, Siobhan, from a business perspective, you know, we've alluded to the fact that, you know, acquiring customers is so expensive. What would you say, um, you know, at board level, I guess, um, in th three there in Ireland, like what's the kind of key business need um, that the three plus program is, is used to, to, to support? I suppose the key business need is that customers, they really want to see something that's different, but that is that responds to their actual needs. So mm. they want to get a little bit extra from their phone network and they want to be thanked. So it's a way of reinforcing yeah. the, the, the fact that the company acknowledge and thank them for their custom. Yeah. And I love that actually, Siobhan, and you've reminded me at the time, um, obviously, you know, I am Irish as, as, as my listeners know. And I remember when I started working on the program that a, a good friend of mine said to me, I have been a customer with this network for, for 10 years and nobody has ever just even said, thank you for doing that. So I think at the time we had been struggling with getting the communications out with that kind of clear message. So um, obviously that's something that you've really nailed and the simplicity of saying thank Thank you for being our customers and um, even before you get into rewards and, and, and recognition just to have that kind of one-to-one -one and to say thanks for being a customer and um, I really you know think that that is often missed because it's so simple um, so yeah so that's it that's really good that the business gets that um, so tell us then so what have you built what's the kind of value proposition for the members so yeah the key to the success of this program is that it is a clear value proposition and it's easily accessible via the app that okay. we have and which customers have at all times um, on their phones. Mm. So we place a lot of emphasis on the ease of access and the ease of navigation once this customer is um, has downloaded the app. So mm -hmm. We've built a really clear value proposition. It offers customers a suite of content, which we refresh every month. Mm -hmm. So that is, you can get, we partner with leading brands and we offer offers, competitions. You can get access to, you know, experiences that leverage Three's um, sponsorship assets. And we also push out, rewards via the app on a ad hoc on a surprise and delight basis so customers really like that and it's a way of, mm. of of keeping customers interested and using the app on a frequent basis mm -hmm. absolutely and i obviously I, I know partnerships with leading brands are the core of the program the kind of always on piece so tell us about some of the the, the biggest partnerships that you have Okay, so we have a really key offer with our cinema chains. We partner with the cinema chains here in Ireland, so we mm -hmm. offer two for we offer our consumers two for ten euro cinema tickets, mm -hmm. so they can go to the cinema on three plus for ten euro. It's a significant discount, and that offer is available from um, Sunday to Thursday every week. Mm -hmm. We also partner up with some of the leading food. 
um, companies here in Ireland, uh, leading pizza chains such as Milano's. We've got sportswear providers. We have a mix of big and small leading Irish retailers and then global players. So we mix it up mm. and we change the content every month to keep the program compelling and interesting. And we place a lot of importance as well on what our customers are telling us via the MPS, the Net Promoter Scores. Mm-hmm. Um, we monitor their verbatims and we take on board what they're saying and that informs our future planning process mm. and partnership process. So yeah, it's really interesting. And the money can't buy experiences like, you know, the competitions that customers love to enter. Competitions are really, really popular. So mm. yeah, it's it, it, it's an interesting program. Yeah. So it leverages the strategic partnerships and then also three's own sponsor partners sponsorship assets and we also have a really interesting program this year where we partnered with local businesses around the country so these smaller players in towns across the country and we have what over 160 offers available now across 22 counties in Ireland so that's really interesting and again that came from the feedback that our customers gave us via the net promoter scores Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And and verbatims are, are really extraordinary because it's it's amazing. You know, you hear something and you go, oh my God, I think I knew that at a subconscious level, level but I hadn't maybe articulated it. Um, and somebody gives you that feedback and you can go and sort it out. So, um, so local offers sound really, really important. And I also love the fact, you know, I've done a lot of um, research obviously around the world now as a consultant. And the fact that you, you guys have that cinema offer like five days a week, that to me is something I have not seen in any other country because Orange Wednesdays is, I know, the model that it came from and, you know, that worked extremely well um, in the UK, I think in France and it was very much a single-minded like Wednesday offer but uh, for you to have that for your customers five nights a week, I think that's amazing, you know, it must be uh, driving loads of people into the cinemas. <laughs> yeah, it's one of our key anchor propositions and it's just gone from strength to strength. Amazing. I think the Irish... The Irish are really um, big fans of the cinema. Yeah. I think it's next to the French that we're number two in Europe. So um, we use that to our advantage, but our customers really love it and they keep coming back to it. So it's great. So I suppose you've hit on a point there, Paula, that's really important to keep things simple and to have less restrictions. And the the fewer restrictions that you have means that more and more customers can enjoy it and can avail of it. So keeping it simple, reinforcing Mm. the benefits Mm. and but at the same time, changing the content and keeping that refreshed and yeah. interesting makes Brilliant. for a more interesting program for customers. So, uh, so how have you got to, um, in terms of, say, your KPIs, Siobhan, I know you measure, you know, the total base. Um, so, we'll be dying to hear how that's progressed. Um, and then just in terms of overall engagement, because, again, we all know there's no point having um, a load of people signing up to things if they're not actually enjoying the content. So, so tell us how you've got to on, on those kind of KPI- KPIs. Yeah, I suppose in terms of KPIs, the two main ones for us are the base, so that's base growth, and also digital engagement. So in terms of our base growth, we monitor the total number of customers that are joining the program Mm -hmm. on a daily, a weekly, and a monthly basis. And so that, and and we run a series of um, activities across all of our channels to drive the active base growth and get more and more customers signed up to the program. Um, 
again, we also look at the profile of the customers that we are acquiring. So we measure their churn. So we look at them from a retention perspective and from a value perspective as well. So we run our analytics and we can tell that um, the mm. customers that we are acquiring tend to stay longer. Mm -hmm. So that's really great from a retention perspective. And we can also tell that these customers tend to have above average spend levels. So wow. this is the true essence of the program, really, because it delivers to the company's bottom line. Absolutely. So it's a key acquisition. It's a key retention driver for three. And it's the retention of the profitable um, customers. And I suppose this in fact, brings me back to, um, before I did the podcast, I was doing a bit of research and there's a really key stat that was completed by Frederick Reichheld of mm. Bain and Company. So yeah. this is the guy who invented the net promoter score. Yes. And he proved that increase, increasing customer retention rates by 5% increases profits of a company by 25% to 95%. So I suppose that just signifies the essence of the, the success of a loyalty program. So if you can crack it, yeah. if you find a meaningful and a, a way to get your customers to stay longer with you, yeah. you will you will harness this value of the customers because they in turn are more profitable. Absolutely. And yeah, so, I think... Yeah, Net Promoter Score is amazing. Um, I, I'd love to get a sense of how many companies actually really use it. So um, I know three, obviously, you, you guys use it, as you said, for, for all sorts of things, including verbatims. And I think what I loved from from reading and researching NPS as well is it's it's one thing to say, you know, will you continue to use our, our service and whatever, because there's an element of complacency around, you know, we're all busy people, so we don't want to change our mobile phone network maybe too often. But a Net Promoter Score, obviously, measures, you know, would you recommend our network to other people? So it's almost like when you put your own reputation on the line and say to people, yeah, three is the mobile network I want to be with, then that that really is um, the key insight as to why that's a particularly um, effective metric. So uh, really good that you're monitoring that. Um, and just the engagement scores as well, Siobhan, because I know you do have a media model and your partners obviously um, do give you, I think, a combination of exclusive offers and they use it as a digital marketing channel um, to get to, you know, I suppose the, the two million customers that three has. So, you know, do you see increases in engagement when you have new offers or how often, I suppose, do you measure the, the engagement levels? Okay. Yeah. En engagement for us is the second most important KPI. So that measures the customer's participation in the program. So again, we look at that on a weekly and on a monthly and on a quarterly basis. Engagement on loyalty programs is it's a known fact that there is there are mm. seasonal trends mm. that are at play. But mm. the fact that we swap out our content every month and refresh it means mm. that we are keeping the program compelling for customers, which in turn drives the engagement. So typically at the start of the month we can see an increase in our engagement. Mm. And that's great. And that's that that in turn feeds the you know, the attractiveness of the program to new partners that we wish to partner up with. Mm. So if you looked back at um, 
2015, when the program was born, I mentioned earlier we had a base of about 200,000 customers with varying degrees of participation. I think they were between mm. 14 and 15 percent mm. over a 90 day period. Mm. Now, I'm happy to say that our base has uh, we've more or less we've, we've we've more than tripled the size of the base wow. and <laughs> our engagement. Our engagement scores have really soared. Um, wow. We tend to see at the end of the year, our engagement scores will increase because we run a very successful Christmas campaign. Okay. And that, that leverages the fact that a lot of new customers get new mobile phones for Christmas. So yes, yeah. bring up with a lot of new people there. And uh, yeah, engagement is, it's, it's really, really interesting. But if you can crack it, that yeah. is where your program's success Life. Absolutely. And again, I, I always love the fact that it was a win-win-win proposition. And, you know, I, for me, that's why loyalty is, is such a fun um, part of marketing to work in because, you know, yes, you have, you know, hardcore commercial needs as a business um, and your customers just need you to provide a mobile phone service. So that can feel a bit transactional. And then partners obviously would love to just get access to the base. But when everybody actually is benefiting overall, so there's exclusive offers for your customers you're seeing that you're retaining the higher um, you know, value customers as well. And then the partners suddenly have digital access to your customers with their full permission and, and, and really welcome. So yeah, I think there is something around the really positive, like virtual, virtuous circle that, um, that the program has really managed to, to, to create. So, um, so yeah, really well done. I think uh, the fact that you've tripled the base has really uh, nailed the fact you know, that you've, you've got the value proposition right for all three parties. And I think that's always the definition balancing act is to get it for everyone. Absolutely, 100% agree. Cool. So let me ask you then, Siobhan, about um, technology. Um, that's always something that I'm interested in knowing, um, you know, behind the scenes. Um, so consumers never really, you know, know or, or really care, obviously, in terms of how the program's being operated. And I think a lot of us, when we get started in the industry, probably underestimate the complexity of managing um, everything from, you know, the customer's data, you know, all of the privacy controls, and then the tracking and rewarding, and I suppose the personalization piece as well. So, so in, in 3 Plus, do you have an in-house technology platform or did you go um, externally for that? Yeah, we took the decision to outsource and so we carried out a full technical swap out. We selected a vendor that we felt very much matched our needs and our future needs. Uh, this is an overseas vendor and they brought a lot of new functionality which enabled us to evolve and shape the program. The fact that this vendor works with other telco um, companies around the globe mm. was very important for us because we could learn and you know that informed our future plans planning process. So that experience was really valuable for us. So what this involved was a massive integration project. So yeah, like you mentioned, technology, not many people realize like the, the <laughs> yeah. complexity of it. But I suppose you must keep in mind always the customer because mm. they sit always, you know, the, the customer is key in, in whatever you're developing or whatever you're bringing to market. So in terms of what we did, this involved a full back-end swap out of our technical platform mm. and a full front-end rebuild. Mm. So for the customer, what did that mean? That meant that we built three brand new native apps 
So mm-hmm. native in the sense that they were native to their handset features, their Android, their iOS, or their Windows handset features. Mm-hmm. And the app then is the key doorway into our program. So we put a lot of emphasis on um, perfecting the customer experience. The UX of the app from end to end had to be absolutely flawless. Mm. And so, yeah, it was a massive, massive project. (laughs) The platform is um, a cloud-based platform. So that's great in terms of it's hosted on the cloud. So that that caters for future growth. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think the other key point you made there, Siobhan, is that the, um, the, the, the software partner that you've chosen is specialized in your industry. And I think that gives two huge benefits to you. So one is obviously the roadmap going forward. So you know they're always one step ahead in terms of what customers of telcos are expecting. And I love the fact that you kind of see them really, I suppose, as, as partners as well um, to, to learn from and to ask them, you know, how, how best can we run this program in? in our market so yeah there's there's um you know people like me around there obviously um that that do advise on loyalty programs but if you have access to that through your software partner i think that's really ideal because then there's a vested interest as well that um you use their latest technology and they make sure that you're successful and uh yeah it's a really good way way of doing it yeah, exactly. It's a win-win. But I would say that, you know, the innovation and the flexibility and the adaptability and the willingness to try new things has yeah. really paid off. And we like we do love trying new things frequently. Great. So Yeah. <laughs> what fun. <laughs> yes, it's isn't winning. It? Amazing when, yes, when you, when you get great fun in your work. So tell me, uh, Siobhan, just in terms of communications, um, how do you, I suppose, communicate with the members of 3 Plus and what kind of channels do you uh, find to be the most effective? So we um, communicate with our customers on a weekly, on a monthly, on a daily basis, if if we so wish to do so. So we can leverage our in-app messaging functionality. That's our way that we push out our messages via the app to our customers. So that's really important because it allows us to reward customers on the spot or on, say, for example, we wanted to just run a spur-of-the-moment campaign. We can push out an unexpected surprise to reward a specific cohort of our customers that we identify that these guys need to be rewarded. And um, that's been really successful for us. Mm. We also leverage our traditional below-the-line communications, such as email and SMS. We send text messages to the base, Mm. to both the base of non-engaged customers, that's the customers within three who Mm. have not yet joined the program. So we dangle the hook in front of them. Mm. we share the specifics of an offer we get Mm. them to sign up then we bring them in and we send them our welcome campaign and you know we have a full life cycle management campaign or suite of content and communications Mm. that's there Mm. so yeah communication and you know the below the line has been an effective channel we treat it as another channel Mm. to drive the future base growth of the program and it is a really important tool for us mm. to convey the benefits of a specific campaign or a spe- specific offer that we're running with a specific partner so mm. that in turn then drives the digital engagement so mm. we measure the frequency and the impact of our communications I suppose we measure everything really that we do we mm. place a lot of emphasis on analytics and you know the cause and the effect of any of our market and activity mm. so and all those results then feed into 
the overall program success and our future planning mm. and our future market. And I, and I know there's a huge amount of work goes into all of that, Siobhan. Tell us, um, how many people do you have on your team? So there is a team, I suppose we're two teams really in effect. We have a core team on 3 Plus. There's myself and three other people. Mm -hmm. So I lead from a strategy and a planning perspective. Then I've got one person who's designated, their, their sole job is from a product management, from the future roadmap and the functionality, working exclusively with our vendor mm -hmm. to make sure that the roadmap um, is delivered and from a, and, and then we have two people who are full-time working from a go-to-market perspective, from a, a marketing activity go-to-market, and also from the content management perspective. So we build and create all of our own content ourselves. Mm. So and that, is, that, that helps us be agile and be flexible. Mm. And, and, and that helps us respond to the needs of our customers. Mm -hmm. And then we work very closely with our sales team. So we have a team of people. You know this very well, Paula. <laughs> These are the people that would go out and source the offers that we bring to market. So yeah. their, their, sole, their sole remit really, I suppose, is to acquire and retain key brands that we wish to partner with. Super. So there's a team of four people there as well. So I suppose we are a lean enough agile team, but yeah. Um, yeah. we're very passionate busy. <laughs> busy busy yeah busy and passionate focused. yeah <laughs> we're yeah. focused and well we really love what we do and we get a good kick out of it as well so I suppose that yeah. for me is, is one of the key things yeah and I guess the biggest kick you got out of it this year Siobhan um is obviously the amazing award that you won so so tell us exactly how all of that came about and uh, you're probably still um thrilled to bits with the whole thing so yeah tell us about the award Yes. So earlier on this year in May, the three plus team um, and the program was recognized, uh, recognized as the winners of the loyalty marketing award via the AIMS, the All-Ireland Marketing Society. Um, mm. So, yeah, that was a great moment and a great accolade for the team to be recognized externally. Mm. Like we know from our own results internally, we can track all our metrics, but to be recognized externally mm. was, um, yeah, really something. And, yeah, as you know, Paula, the AIMS are well recognized in Ireland yeah. as key marketing awards. So, yeah, it was really good fun. And, yeah. Uh, we we enjoyed it and celebrated the success. For sure. And again, I know very well, having worked in a number of big companies in Ireland, like everyone takes the aims like so seriously because it's the award you really want to win. It's because it's got that just, you know, ultimate credibility. We know that every marketing director in the country is going to be there on the night. So, yeah, so the whole thing um, to prepare and go and pitch that, uh, you know, you've delivered those amazing results. So, um, yeah, just it is the one to win um, that, that you got. So, uh, so congrats on that. Um, so, yeah, so I suppose just uh, the last few things I was going to ask you about then, Siobhan, you know, if there was somebody maybe thinking about, um, you know, coming into loyalty as a career, um, what would you think? Like, what kind of advice would you give them? Do you think it's a growing area or do you think that that's um, something that they could consider as, a, as an exciting uh, area of marketing? Yes, I definitely think it's a growing area. I definitely think that it is very interesting and it is 
constantly evolving and constantly changing. I see, in fact, that there's a slight trend of veer away from the points-based loyalty programs, and they're giving way to programs that really seek to drive deep emotional connections with brands. So any advice, what advice could I offer to somebody? I would say, you know, really get your marketing experience, um, but keep a really clear view of the customer and a clear view of the customer's needs as these change. I think that customers really love brands that tell a story, um, brands that invite customers to come on a journey of discovery with them. Mm. So I would urge anyone interested in marketing to follow, pick out a few examples of, of, of that, of companies that are really inviting their customers to come on a journey of discovery with them and to follow them and, you know, just assess and critique and mm. keep an open mind and don't just be focused on your own, your own sector or your own country um, that you're, that you're actually working in, but look, and think globally and look at, you know, the different examples. Mm. Um, that, that whole area of NPS and the way that lo- that loyalty programs act mm. as powerful influencers yeah. for a brand yeah. is gaining more and more prominence. And that, for me, is really, really interesting. So, yeah. I mean, sky's yeah. your limit, really. <laughs> For sure. And you know what I also think, Siobhan, and, and you guys have, have literally, I suppose, invented it um, from, from going back to, you know, 2009, 2010, when the whole thing started. You know, I think, um, you know, digital loyalty um, is is really interesting area because, again, loyalty programs have been around probably since the 50s or 60s. But to have, you know, an app-based program in the, in the palm of customers' hands, so many people love going into digital, but digital loyalty, I just give think, gives that, you know, commercial return that you can really measure. So for me, it's always been the area of marketing where I go, I love to know that I can measure and, and see the analytics. Um, I've never been one that understood, you know, SEO or all of the other parts of digital. But when it comes to um, to behavior change, I, I really think, um, again, you know, you guys have done an extraordinary job. And back in 2009, when the whole thing was literally being created, there was very few digital loyalty programs in the country. So, um, so it's an extraordinary... Um, um, place to, to kind of own that space. So, yeah, phenomenal. And I guess just the last couple of questions then. Um, I'm really keen that we share, I suppose, throughout the podcast, all the loyalty resources around the world so that we all know, you know, what magazines to be reading, what conferences to be going, um, and all of those kind of, um, I suppose, you know, information and learning opportunities. So, how do you stay up to date, I suppose, in terms of the, the latest best practice? Or what would you recommend for listeners um okay so i would recommend for all things strategic and the latest research from a strategic perspective to consult the harvest business review their website is very informative um, i also tend to revert always back to the mindshareworld.com their website they mm. produce an annual publication of consumer trends it's really insightful uh, it's very up to date i would also leverage um, twitter Twitter okay. is excellent in terms of it's such a mm. uh, an amazing resource that you can sign up to the latest, you know, the, the key thinkers or the key people mm. in loyalty or, or, you know, track agencies that mm-hmm. produce um, yeah. 
up-to-date sources of information. So, um, yeah, there's quite a lot out there, but I, yeah. I would always tend to go back to the two sources that I've quoted, the Harvest Business Review and the Mindshare Perfect. world. Okay, brilliant. So, Siobhan, is there anything else that we haven't covered that you wanted to add? Uh, I know we've, we've talked about a lot, uh, but is there any other um, aspect of 3 Plus or loyalty that you wanted to talk about? Um, no, I suppose the, the key things really for me um, for, uh, in terms of the program's success is that we have, um, we've mapped out our journey we always have a clear vision of where we want to go. Mm. We keep the customer at the center of everything that we're doing. Anytime mm. we're challenged or we're faced with a particular issue, we always revert back to the customer and yeah, yeah just keep it simple. Keep a customer oriented. Mm. Um, mix yeah. it up. Don't be afraid to try <laughs> anything. Yeah. You know, trial, innovation, Always yeah. move forward, even if some things don't work or the results aren't as good as you had fully expect or foresaw, thought they were going to be. Yeah. Just don't be afraid to try things. And um, yeah, and then you'll see where it takes you. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I mean, great advice, Siobhan. Um, you know, you've been doing it for three and a half years. So I think all of us actually, you know, got into loyalty learning by doing. And uh, yeah, three and a half years on, there's some amazing insights there. So from a listener's perspective, um, you know, where, where can people get in touch with you if they have any other uh, kind of questions? Maybe they want to reach out to you. Yeah, sure, Paula. Um, cust uh, anybody can contact me via LinkedIn. Okay. I think that's the, 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 yeah. the best way. Okay. Well, what I'll do then, Siobhan, is I'll put your LinkedIn um, direct uh, access in the show notes. Um, so, Siobhan Lynch, obviously, there might be a few around Ireland, uh, but I'll put that in the overall show notes so people can directly connect. Um, and then I suppose just from my side in closing, I think, you know, when I was uh, preparing to, to kind of sit down and have this conversation and I was looking back to working on the program uh, for seven years um, and I really remember how much disruption and how, I suppose, unstable at the time the, the mobile phone uh, business was in Ireland. Um, and over the seven years I was involved, I actually counted there were seven different loyalty managers. So there was a huge amount of change and it was almost hard to keep up with, um, you know, that that level of um, of change with, with different people coming in and obviously wanting to do things differently. And I really realized, actually, because you've been there now for three and a half years, you know, to have somebody senior and strategic driving a program forward and to be given, I suppose, the uh, the responsibility, the authority and the power to just get on and do it and have the team and resources behind you. Like, I really think that's why you're, you're winning the awards. So, yeah, I, I really think uh, 3 Plus is very lucky to have you. And um, I just wanted to congratulate you on all of your amazing work and wish you the best of luck with 3 Plus going forward. Thank you, Paula. It is very much appreciated. And it has been lovely chatting to you again today. Fantastic. Thanks a million. Best of luck. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Let's Talk Loyalty. If you'd like me to send you the latest show each week, simply sign up for the show newsletter on letstalkloyalty.com and I'll send you the latest episode to your inbox every Thursday. Or just head to your favorite podcast platform, find Let's Talk Loyalty and subscribe. Of course, I'd love your feedback and reviews. And thanks again for supporting the show.